Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new year 2024. Uh, same podcast, same crew, new year. Uh, you know the podcast. It's your favorite one that's out there. You guys ready for this? It's called Arcade, Arcade Parlor. Parlor. That was good. Art. There's still a little bit of work. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's a new year. New year. We're we're still working on it, though. We might Uh, have to clip that one, and that's that's the one. Unless we do better. I'm saying that was our our best run so far. You just have a pre-recorded one every time, and we'll we'll just lip sync to it. How's that? We'll we'll just lip sync to it every every, uh, live podcast we do here. I'm down. So pro. Uh, Well... Welcome in uh, to our listeners, uh, whether you're listening to this on the on the, the release that's in your uh, podcast app or if you're joined us live on twitch.tv slash arcade parlor. Uh, this is episode 17. The date today is uh, January 13th uh, at 346 p.m. Eastern and we're live on the Internet. Can you can you guys believe that we're live on the Internet? It's about time. Somebody's doing something live on the Internet. The, the technology has been there for years. And we're someone's finally doing it. It's incredible. And it's us. Have you ever have you ever <laughs> taken a moment to think about like how cool that is like growing up? I would have never thought we would have the ability to basically not only have our own radio show, let alone a radio show, but like a like basically we all have our own form of a television show live on the Internet. And that is the coolest thing. If you would have told Kid Cheese Pops that that's something that was an option, I would have been like, I'm doing that when I'm older. Like, that's the only thing I would focus on. And it's just, it is kind of wild that we are live on the internet. We're doing a show together. Ashley lives in Florida. Poncho Taco lives in Alaska. And I live <laughs> in Hawaii. And it's just nuts that the three of us can all be doing this show together. If you think about it, I don't, I mean, we don't have to, but I'm just, you said it and I thought about it. And I'm like, that's really cool. It's, it's technology it's there let's use it let's use it i often think like when i play games on stream that i played as a kid like if i play sega aladdin i think about how kid me would think 35 year old me is really cool <laughs> right right yeah it is cool i would totally be better than you at sega aladdin by the way I just doubt. crush you I doubt. It wouldn't even be close. Okay. Actually, I'm only good at Jafar. Sticky Pops carries me through the rest of the game. And if I'm playing, she's so good at it. <laughs> she actively yells at me. Like, what are you doing? Especially the, what is the third level when you're in the dungeon and like the floors oh, go in and out yeah. and you have to time it. If I miss one timing, she just looks at me and goes, what is wrong with you? I thought you played video <laughs> games. Crash it. Like, just give me a chance to learn. She's no chill. When it comes to games that she knows. I, I, I played, I played that for the first time, right? It was a Genesis version too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played that for the first time. I don't know. Sometime in the last year. And, uh, I, I honestly don't remember much. That one went by really fast. I beat that in one sitting. I can't remember what it was. Uh, maybe two sittings. I can't remember to be honest, but I think it, was uh, two. It, 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 it had that kind of the old, uh, just like uh, Lion King, it had that old like, we're going to make this unnecessarily difficult in certain areas. Not not to the degree, not at all to the degree. It didn't have any of the the, you know, here's five pick up paths and you have to get <laughs> each one right over like nine guesses and you can't get a single one wrong. It didn't have anything like that, but it definitely uh, had uh, some some moments in it throughout that were uh, 
quite like what what is this <laughs> like the, these old all these old games that game was like the upset of the century because on super nintendo capcom made the aladdin game as capcom and it's nintendo that has to be better than virgin games making aladdin on the sega genesis and it's not even close no. like capcom super nintendo is good Aladdin Sega Genesis, some of the best graphics on the system. It's fun to play. The tunes are good. It's just it's just a better game. And both games are great. It's just this one's really good. You need to have a sword in the Super Nintendo one, if I remember correctly. No, you jumped on heads. You got a cool blanket to float down. Your sprite was so much. The Graphically, it was a step down. Mm-hmm. It was still a fun game, but it just wasn't as good. And the Magic Carpet Ride is a lot harder on Super Nintendo. The second one, the Magic Carpet Ride, is almost like a bonus stage. Yes. Because when you die, you go back and you can collect more. It's almost better to lose lives on that because you can collect like five on the if you start learning the path and then die and start over. And then eventually it forces you out of it. You can only play it so many times before it skips it. But on Super Nintendo, it's just a, it's a grind, auto-scroller, life eater and you don't get any lives from yeah. it if i can remember so it's a lot harder on super nintendo just on that stage but i think the rest of the game is easier on this nest i just uh I, I actually didn't even know that there was a snes version until recently i, I mean i would i would have thought that they were the same or something i didn't realize that there was like such a difference until i i think it was when i started playing the one on genesis people were like which one are you playing and i was like I don't know. It's on Genesis. Why does it matter? And they're like, oh, oh, it matters. It matters. I was like, oh, OK. I didn't know there was a difference. Uh, apparently, apparently there is, though. <laughs> Can I open the curtain a little bit for for our listeners and our viewers? What's so fun is like before any of these, there's always a little bit of nerve. Like, what are we going to talk about? We all come prepared for like a couple things to talk about. And before we went live, like, are we going to have enough today? And then. Ashley's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to be fine. We're going to end up talking about something ridiculous. At no point was Aladdin on Sega Genesis or Super (laughs) Nintendo a planned conversation. But we've been live for exactly 10 seconds. Like, you guys want to discuss Aladdin? It's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go down this rabbit hole. No one's been asking for it. But like, it's so much fun. I think that's why this podcast is great. It's like we just go down these random roads that aren't planned. It's like just video game memories, man. I love it. We, we, we keep a loose structure around here. We, we keep a loose structure, like uh, keeping the keeping the curtains pulled back a little bit uh, in, in our little discord chat. We have like a seven point outline that never changes every single episode. And we we get to at least most of the things on there at some point. Sometimes we're just like, we don't have time. Let's just skip that. Whatever. <laughs> we're not going to do that one this time. But we have our seven points and it's just the most basic outline possible. And that's pretty much what we go off of I mean, every single episode. We keep it very organic. Like one of the points literally just says banter. Like we literally plan pretty much nothing, but that's the best part. And then we always end up at the end saying, gosh, I wish we had more time. I wish we had more time. And then, but the fear is always, will we have enough? And every, we've never had an episode ever where we weren't like, God, I wish I, I had gotten to like 10 more things. Remember what? Tanuki Dan was on. We spent an hour and 45 minutes <laughs> discussing banana squishies. Like yes. we were there forever. Yes. And I loved it. Banter did not end that episode. It was so much fun. I love that you called it a squishy, like not a slushy, like Simpsons. Or a, or a slurpee. It's a squishy. <laughs> Look, you know. Watched a lot of Simpsons in my day. <laughs> 
Welcome in, everybody. Uh, we have three people here with us today. We should probably actually introduce ourselves here. Let's go around the table here uh, as we always start here. Uh, it's alphabetically because that's just how the video always organizes everybody. We're going to start with uh, Ashley in uh, uh, Florida. Uh, Ashley, how are you today? Great to have you here uh, today. Thank you. I'm doing hello. I'm Ashley Florida. It's great. It's great to be here. I feel for all I, I we we talk about the weather every time we get to meet as we have to. Um, but God, I feel for my friends in uh, on Twitch this week. I really do. I feel like everyone's kind of had like a mild winter, and then this week it just dumped on everybody. I have people uh saying it's negative forty where they are, and I'm 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 looking right now, and it is seventy degrees where I'm at. Um, it was like in the eighties yesterday. Like I'm still, you could go swimming right now. And I have friends who are, who have no power and it's just absolutely nuts, but I'm doing well. I'm in good spirits and I'm happy to be here today. Well, and enjoy, enjoy that weather for another week here. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, yes. but, uh, uh, definitely enjoy it for a week here. Uh, the weather here, what was it? It's been, I'm one of those people who have been a very mild winter overall. And then we had like maybe just a flurry of snow like in the morning. But uh, last night, I mean, we didn't get much like I, I had somebody coming into my chat last night and they're like, man, we got two feet of snow last night. Wow. I was like, Why are you living somewhere? Where you're getting two feet of snow. First <laughs> off, second off, I got like, I don't know, it's two inches. It's whatever the the height is. Like if I step into the snow, it comes to the top of like my shoe, like mm -hmm. the flat part of your shoe comes to the top of that uh, two inches, maybe an inch and a half. I don't know. I didn't get I didn't get we didn't get that much. I still have not shoveled or anything or snow blowed or whatever it is it's very crunchy and hard so i'm not looking forward to that uh after we're done recording here <laughs> that's 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 on my plate uh ashley great to have you here on episode 17 uh we also are joined uh by one named uh mike also known as cheese pops how's it going going good i am the intern the streams not stream the podcast still I'm working on it. One of these days, I will be promoted full time. But uh, the weather here has been good. It's been really windy, though. And you guys know, like, tumbleweeds from, like, the desert. Yeah. They're in, like, every movie. There is literally one on the side of our house that's as tall as me. And I'm, like, six foot three. Like, our what? house is a vortex for things. We don't have any trees. And yet our yard is filled with leaves, walnuts. I don't even know. There's not a walnut tree in this block. But the wind was so crazy. <laughs> But there is a legit tumbleweed and I don't know what to do with it. Like it doesn't fit in the garbage can. Am I going to have to get a hatchet and like there is like this alley a couple of blocks down. That's just all dirt and some tumbleweeds gather down there. I think at midnight tonight, I'm going to make my buddy like grab some of these tumbleweeds with me and we're just going to smuggle them off my property and throw them in the alley. I don't know if that's legal or not. So no one tell anyone I'm doing this, but I think that's what's going to happen tonight because I don't know why these tumbleweeds just all gather on the side of our house. It's crazy. I've I've never seen a tumbleweed in person or anything, but mm -hmm. it just just tumbleweeds seem like such a strange thing that exists. I don't know something about them. It just like I mean, like, I don't know. I've never seen one in person. I've just seen them in like cartoons, uh, movies. And so I mean, like, what exactly are they? I'll uh, I'll take a picture and I'll I'll send it to you. It's gigantic. Okay. They're also it's in your gigantic. favorite game, Poncho Taco Skyward Sword. They're tumbleweeds. Oh yeah, you got to catch those. Yeah, to, are they? To yeah, power up your <laughs> slingshot. <laughs> yep. That that really that, re that really makes me want to play that game. Collecting uh, tumbleweeds. Wow, it sounds great. <laughs> Such a yeah, hater. With, with the whole Wii motion, be like it's like it's like catching them in real life. 
Oh man. I'm done. <laughs> you have to admit uh, my... pulling that sword out, raising it up, it's a cool moment. You have to admit that. It's kind of cool. I I've never experienced it. I, you I did no. You're a naysayer right now. You're saying no. This is not for me. I don't like it. But at that moment, you looked around to make sure no one was watching. You're like, sweet, I'm Link. This is great. <laughs> I'm, I'm Link, y'all. <laughs> I'm Link, y'all. Is probably what you said in your brain. You say y'all when you talk to yourself in your brain. There, you have this southern accent for no reason. You know, just this huge draw. It's, I like that. It's funny you say this other accent because recently I've been playing a game on stream uh, called Dave the Diver and I've had to I found that I've had to do uh, accents because there's most of the time there's not too much dialogue, but suddenly it goes into like there's this one. It just went on and on in dialogue with like six different characters. So uh, I started breaking out like uh, I I was going for like it was a farmer. So I was kind of going for like, uh, I don't know, like a southern draw, but I kept going in between southern and western without meaning to. You and, did? I, like, I don't, and I didn't know. And I didn't know how to switch back once it got into my head. Like I just kept sticking with the one. And I and then by the next time I spoke as this character, I was suddenly using the other one and I, I couldn't fix it. Like I couldn't stay with the one and there was no way I could manually switch if I wanted to. It's just like when I open up my mouth. That's the accent that came out, and I was sticking with that for the duration of the character's uh, voice lines. <laughs> it was, Love yeah, it. It, it was good. Uh, Mike, it's great to have you here uh, on episode 17 here. You've almost been here a year. I think you've been here. You, I think you joined uh, in April. We were looking at it right before the stream. April was the first official episode of full time being on here. You were on here a couple of months before that, of course. Uh, but Coming up like on your eighth episode, I think, 17. I don't know, something like that. Uh, but we're coming up on one year. It's been fun. It's nice to have like an outlet to rant about like video game stuff because I know we're all nerds. And it's even better for the wife who I would go up to before and be like, let me tell you all. So she goes, let me tell you how little I care right now. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to know about your theories on why. You know, the magical sword and NES Zelda is more powerful than the master sword because I don't know what that is. Leave me alone. I'm trying to read. I'm, I'm thinking of that meme where they show uh, the wife laying in bed next to her husband or whatever. It's like, what is he thinking? It's just you <laughs> laying there. What is the more powerful sword <laughs> right between, between? Yes. <laughs> What's going on in that head right now? I, what was the sword he used in Majora's Mask? He just used the regular Kokori sword, right? I don't, I don't even know how to Kokiri. say that. Kokiri. Kokiri. Just that one. I think and then, so. Because yeah, the, yeah. the Master Sword was not in Majora's Mask, right? No, it was it your, 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 your kid Zelda. Well, like, your, your kid Link, not kid Zelda. Uh, your kid wow. Link, like, because uh, anytime that Link has... I don't know. Anytime Link has wielded the Master Sword, he's been an adult, right? It... Is, or is that just an exclusive thing to Ocarina of Time? It's like, how old is he in A Link to the Past? Because he's like a teenager then. I guess like 16, roughly. Mm -hmm. But like, I think the Master Sword appeared in A Link to the Past first. Then he puts it back. And then he goes to the island. That's a dream. But he has a sword when he wrecks the ship. Who knows what sword that is? True. Maybe just Uncle's sword. They never say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you could chalk it all up to it's a dream. So in a dream, he could wield it in whatever... <laughs> age he is i guess i don't know i like the name uncle sword does a link to the past the sword you get is that even his 
Uncle Sword. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Mike, it's great to have you here uh, on episode 17 here. Uh, and of course, uh, I am your host, uh, David, also known as Pancho Taco on, on the interwebs. Uh, and I don't really have anything else to add. That, that I'm just here. I'm just here to host and guide us and to cut uh, Pops off when he goes way, way too long about something that nobody cares about. That, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's all the time. There's so much on the cutting room floor you guys don't hear. You're so lucky. Thank you, Poncho. In turn. <laughs> guys, it's the first episode of 2024. Uh, we have a whole new year ahead of us coming up with, uh, you know, lots of gaming ahead of us. Lots of uh, life changing decisions. I, 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 I assume that's all coming up. But, you know. Everybody every year comes up with uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Every year, it, it's I, I, it seems like there's there. I always see people posting uh, online in community boards, whatever, talking about some New Year's resolutions that they want to do this year. And I think what we can talk about is what what about our own resolutions? And I'm not saying like, you know, I want to lose like Pop says he wants to lose like 140 pounds or something <laughs> like that by uh, you know. April 3rd needs to be uh, done. That, that, that's that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like, uh, let's keep it like maybe more gaming focused. How is that? Um, something like that. If there's anything in, in the gaming spectrum, maybe it's something on Twitch. Maybe it's uh, gaming related. A type of resolution that you would like to accomplish in 2024. I got one. Does anybody have one? Ashley, you have one? Why don't you start then? So we've talked so many times about our gaming sins, right? And things that we've never played. I have so many series that I've never played. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. I've never played a Metroid game. But I know. I know. Pa oh, Pop's face, if you could see it, listeners. <laughs> never Super <played>. Metroid? <laughs> top five. Wow. Top five video game. There's I, no doubt. I would like to rectify those things, but the number one thing that I would like to do this year is play through Donkey Kong Country 1 through 3. I have played the first one okay. one time, and I've said many times I never had a SNES growing up. Uh, but when, when Donkey Kong Country came to the Switch, offline, I did a playthrough of one, and I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, but I've never played two or three, ever. So I would like to do... Uh, I would like to stream a series of doing one through three this year that's like my number one of my resolutions it's funny you bring up donkey kong country because it's amazing love those games never played three either so that's be, that, like i've watched a couple mm -hmm. of streamers that i love like speedrun three and it's a good game it's just one of those where nintendo is mostly really smart uh we'll do two games of the same ilk on the same system and then we have to do something different because it becomes stale and Nintendo is really good at that, where you might get Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and like, okay, now we have to do something different because if we do another one, it becomes the same. So Tears of the Kingdom is probably the last time we'll get something similar to Breath of the Wild, and then now they're going to have to re revamp it completely. Right. Like Nintendo is very good at keeping things from being stale. Um, but DK... One of the things that like, I kind of wish was different as a bigger Mario fan and I'm jealous of because the DK series has it is the secret bonus rooms in DK are so much fun. 
They're fun to find. It is fun to get 101%, 102%, like to finish those games and find those secret bonus rooms to play a little mini game in them. Absolute blast. And because Mario didn't, or because the rare thought of it before Mario, all we get in Mario games, here's a coin that's hidden. Get it. <laughs> we get three hidden coins where the DK series, like find the hidden room with the fun mini game in it. And you have to beat the mini game, which adds stress and like difficulty. Like I am so jealous that the Donkey Kong Country series gets that. And we Mario fans, even though I can do both, we get coins. Like that's my biggest pet peeve <laughs> in Mario is that the secrets in the levels are mostly coins. Even Mario Wonder, which was great. There's yeah. only like three hidden exits in that entire game. Sure. Which baffled me. Like hidden exits are so much fun and secrets are so much fun. And Mario Wonder has very little of those. And I would have gone the opposite direction, but that's just me. Sorry to go on a take. You can cut all of that out, Punch. This is why you're the best. <laughs> I've already written it all down. I've already written it all down. I knew down. that was coming. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, Donkey Kong Country, uh, as kind of, a, kind of a similar thing as a Mario fan, one thing I am uh, jealous of the series is uh, actual difficulty. Uh, Mario, uh, modern Mario, maybe Mario all this time. I don't know. Uh, it just isn't overly difficult. Stock Mario from Nintendo. I'm trying to think of the last time. Maybe like Mario Brothers 3 was the last time where there was some difficulty. Like, I feel like SMW, as cool as the game is, it's not that difficult. Overall, the levels you could get through, uh, you know, pretty, pretty easy, pretty, pretty breezy for the most part. There's, there might be a couple tougher ones here and there, but there's nothing that's like, man, I, I'm going to game over big time here. Whereas Donkey Kong, every I feel like once you get in Donkey Kong Country 1, once you get to that, winter level you're you're gonna you, you can expect like a game over almost every level you're not making progress it's true and like super mario world does have those difficult levels but they also give you the option to go back and get a couple of capes and a yoshi most part right. so even if you are if you go super mario oh, world i'm not that's going true. back and i'm going in the levels as small it can be really tough and some of them like specifically the castles are tough but then go get a couple of capes pop back in you're like all right not as hard as as it was so they, mm. they give you options the accessibility in that mario has been good since super mario world pretty much that is true so donkey kong countries one through three yeah I, and i've heard That'll such fun i know everyone under two is so beloved by like the donkey kong community mm -hmm. i've heard such mixed things about three i like i feel like people either absolutely love three or they just discount it altogether um but I look forward to like being able to form my own opinion about it and and play through the three and give it a real chance. Is this a first play of all of them? Just two and three. Just two and three is the first play. Okay. I only did one so you offline. The first. Okay. Yeah, and that was recent. That was like two years ago when it came to Switch Online or whenever that was. I, I played through one. Uh, and I can't remember. I don't. I want to say I didn't rewind. I'm not a big like re like rewinder or like you know like uh, that you can do on the switch online on the older mm -hmm. games lets you rewind i'm pretty sure i did not do that but uh i remember it was i was like dang this is really difficult <laughs> like i i had i had barely seen like gameplay of it in my lifetime so but i had a lot of fun so i, I look forward to playing through all three maybe a little foreshadowing but a big pet peeve of mine because i love the original series is when they brought it back for the wii and then tropical freeze for the wii u returns mm -hmm. the kremlings were gone they have a whole new set of enemies. I'm like, King K. Oh. Rool, what are you doing? And like, they brought King <laughs> K. Rool back for Smash Brothers. Like, this is your Bowser. 
And you're going to tell me this walrus man is the new enemy? I don't even remember who the bad guys were. Turns or um, Tropical Freeze because I was so like, what are you doing? Like, the plot is not heavy here. And I already know who the villain is. Why are you giving me a new villain? Like, this is ridiculous. And it's still like those games are amazing. I'm still you can hear it in my voice. Like, come on. It's like having a Mario game without Bowser. Was was DK64 the last time we saw those enemy sets? I think so. I was just trying to think. Well, what about, what about those Bongo games, technically? What about those uh, God, those, I would love Bongo to play games? those. I would love to Don't play those. Count. <laughs> I had them, and I one of my few regrets is I think I returned it to buy, like, Halo 2 or something. I was sad. Understandable. <laughs> Angsty college kid. I feel, like, I, feel like the, I feel like those would make for a fun stream game one day. <laughs> If you could get the actual peripherals and play it the way it was intended and stuff, I think that could, that could be fun. I think that could be actually pretty fun. Like the only like but licensed yeah. song is Rock Lobster, if I can remember. That's like the <laughs> only one. The rest is just original music. It was it was a good time. My buddy played it way more than I did. And you just come home from work and he's sitting there banging on his congos. You're like, all right. What what other game series has done something drastically different like that right like where you have your traditional platformer is what donkey kong is it's difficult and then suddenly they come out with like donkey konga this totally rhythm based thing that's nothing especially like donkey konga too it's nothing at all other than in name and in character related cadence, like what other game series has, i know there's other ones what cadence other ones of hyrule cadence of hyrule there you go they had that crossover with yeah. uh crypt of the necro dancer yeah. right yep I can't play you those could, games. You could, you could yeah. disable the rhythm if you didn't like it. But oh, I might be able to play those games. Then. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the, well, the, K, the cadence of Hyrule specifically had a uh, normal crypt of the necro dancer. No, but right. The cadence of Hyrule, yes, you you could actually disable if you just wanted to play more of a traditional Zelda. Um, I I had one in mind, and what was it? Oh, uh, what about like Wario? They went from like Wario Land and stuff, and suddenly they came up with like Wario Wear. It's just like these mic. It's not even mini games; they're micro games, and it's a lot of fun. If you're in the room with somebody else playing Wario Wear, you're laughing, you're having a good time. It's a great game. Ah, uh, but that that's another one that just like totally they changed like genres on the character, if you will, and it and that one worked out in my opinion. But um, believe it or not, the first one that came out for Game Boy Advance, like I heard about it. And I saw they had references to old Nintendo games. Um, I think like nine volt or whatever that dude his levels. And that was kind of like my first introduction to that kind of just insane humor all over the place, like nonsensical. And I have been in love with that kind of like culture and that kind of just wild video game nonsense ever since. Cause I love that game. And before I was probably one of those people like Nintendo's not adult enough. Like we need more Resident Evil Four. Toon Link is terrible. Blades will bleed. And then I played that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> ridiculous and like nuts is kind of fun too. And so like I am super thankful for the Warrior Land series to like kind of opening my eyes. Like not everything has to be dark, angsty, and Batman like. You mm-hmm. can enjoy your video games too, and like have that that childlike ridiculousness in there. I, I love that series. The, the Wii one, super underrated. So I'm excited for the Switch one with the gyro controls. Even though the gyro controls 99% of the time have been terrible, like this might be the one game that makes them decent. There's there's some really funny uh, 
uh, clips from the Nintendo directive when they announced it uh, that are out there. Some of the activities they have you do uh, without context, they, they're, they're quite funny to watch. And I encourage people to go and watch uh, a trailer for uh, Wario where if you want a good laugh, there's some <laughs> funny things in there. Uh, so, Ashley, your New Year's resolution is Donkey Kong Country's one through three. Any anything else? Uh, the only other thing besides uh, besides the ones I said, maybe even maybe doing a Metroid this year would be cool. Um, I just did my very first, just completed my very first intermediate ROM hack. Um, and I would really like to try to just like get into harder ROM hacks. I, I've I've done ten ROM hacks so far, nine of which were beginner. Um, but I've had. Uh, chicanery by bufflin on my list since before i ever played a rom hack and uh he is was my favorite maker in in mario maker uh before i started playing smw so uh a big goal of mine this year because it's it's like you really amp up the difficulty and in intermediate with uh chicanery i saw people who are so seasoned in smw struggle so hard with that rom hack so that's a big one on my list and if and when i finish that one uh invictus uh i'll be attempting invictus as well yeah, invictus is intermediate right it is is it like upper end of uh intermediate is what people consider it it, it depends who you ask because i said that and then i saw people a, a dear friend of mine is playing it right now and uh i saw people coming in saying oh it's on the easier side of intermediate i was like what have you i don't want to spoil for anybody even though it's been out for a long time but have you seen the final boss in that hack? <laughs> it's like, that's going to be tough, but that's, uh, that's really the, the, the core of my goal is just to really like challenge myself and play much more difficult Kaizo hacks than I began with. What, what I'll say, at least with my experience with Kaizo is just do it. Yeah. <laughs> find, find one that you want to play. Just, just do it. You'll be surprised after like a three hour session, how much progress you actually made. Yeah. Like it's it it's kind of crazy. Like you start playing a level and you're like, I can't even get this first jump. Mm -hmm. That happened. I, I was I was playing Grand Pooh World three and there was a level. I couldn't even get the first jump for like almost an hour, it seemed like. Uh and then finally by the end of stream, I was like, I, I got into the checkpoint and everything, and uh we had made some decent progress and everything overall. But it's like you don't even realize it's just like Pick that one that's just out of reach, is, at yeah. least from my experience. It's, it's like, I can't do this, but I'm going to do it. And you'll be surprised. You'll surprise yourself after and how much you learn, too. It's it's mm -hmm. crazy. I've been giving this a lot of thought to help, like, try to explain to people the difference between Super Mario World ROM hacks and Super Mario Maker. And Mario Maker controls majestically, but it's almost like a fully automatic vehicle. You get in your car and you drive. The car does the rest for you. Like Mario controls the same every time. It's beautiful. When you're playing Super Mario World, it's like you have manual transmission. You have so much more control over that little Italian plumber. It's insane. But you got to learn how to stick shift. Yeah. You got to learn what to do when going up hills. You got to learn to do like you have so much control over Mario over in Super Mario World that you don't even realize you have it's overwhelming if you don't like and the creators of these rom hacks know how much control you have and so they'll make sure this one jump you better be in you know gear three shift down the two and then go back up so it's nuts the how 
precise and how many button inputs go into just one jump that people don't get to see. And so if you have a streamer with like the controller on screen that shows what buttons they're hitting, like watch how many buttons go into each individual jump. That's not something that really happens in Mario Maker. Mario Maker, you're either holding in jump or you're not. In Mario ROM hacks, you're holding in jump, letting in go, re-grabbing it, and just tweaking everything. There's so much more control, both horizontally and vertically in that game, that it's overwhelming when you first play it. But the more you more you play it, it starts becoming automatic, sort of like a manual transmission where you don't even think about it. You start knowing. And it's it's just that's the best metaphor or is that a metaphor? I don't know. Simile, one of those that like, that's the difference. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think you're right. <laughs> it's one of those, but like you have so much more control. And so it's like super impressive when I watch you guys play it, like how much goes into every single, yeah. Shell jumps are easier for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Miyamoto. <laughs> it's just, are. it's like, I just like doing it and watching it are so different because like you said, a jump that looks just like a regular jump to anybody like it could be a regrab or like these weird conditions or like the the buttons are off in certain in certain ways and you just don't realize like how how much more difficult it is to actually be like behind the driver's seat doing it you know it's night and day it's like it's the transition is like going from a mario game to a donkey kong game they're both platformers but they're very different, mm-hmm. like very different animals. And I'm still scared, like super impressed with you, what you guys are doing with those rocks. Man, they're tough. Yeah, they're tough. They're a lot harder than they look, which is <laughs> they look hard. That is, that is something like if you watch somebody who is who's been doing it for many years and is very skilled. Uh, they'll make some things look very simple. Uh, they'll they'll make levels like you know, they'll die like maybe you know a couple times, handful of times sometimes. Uh, if you if you were to go do that as an untrained uh, player, you'd die probably like you know three hundred times to their to their one death or something like that in some of those levels. Like it's it's definitely a lot harder, absolutely. Yeah. But it's uh yeah, it's a good time. It's it's a good it's a good grind, and yeah, you'll you'll be surprised how much you learn uh, just by going for something that you that you know is just out of your reach you know you'll be surprised you'll surprise yourself which is cool it's such visually impressive still the like the super nintendo graphics of super mario world maybe just because i'm an old man and i love retro it's so pleasing to the eyes and to the soul and that's part of like why i love watching rom hat and like part of the bummer is like well one i'm not good enough to play the tough ones right now and like Mario Maker 2 looks good, but you, you've seen everything you can see when it comes to visuals in Mario Maker 2. And like with ROM hacks, mm-hmm. seeing those sprite swaps and things like that, man, it's just it's there's so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Ashley, two resolutions you have Donkey Kong Country 1 through 3 2024, as well as uh, more difficult uh, hacks to get under your belt. Yes. All right. Pops, what do you? What about you? Do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions for gaming? Yeah, most of mine revolve around the, the stream. A couple of like I'm not going to small stuff anymore. Um, especially when you first start streaming, you could start taking like every bit of criticism to heart, and it really you'll, you'll change your stream one night to the next one. It's like I'm kind of in this cool groove now, where like I know what I want my stream to be, and 
I'm good at taking advice and not letting that advice like change everything. So like, I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. Like my stream's not going to be for everyone, but I got to make it for me and what I like to do. So, you know, that, that helps big time to, to eliminate some stress. And then another thing is I got to get some more retro games in. I just did Jurassic Park Raptor mode. And like my love of retro hasn't really like when I first started streaming, I was doing like Terminator on Sega CD. I beat all of the Sega Genesis Jurassic Park games. And like I got to start sprinkling those in more because there is it's so much fun to share these games from my childhood, especially the ones with the terrible voice acting, the jank mechanics, just to kind of keep like, hey, this is this is where I cut my teeth. Like you think you think Mario Maker Kaizo levels are hard. Where do you see, you know, this level of like grant jurassic park is ridiculous like what do you do here like well you get lucky you gotta hope you gotta pray and then uh the last one is just randomizers i want to do a ton yeah more randomizers and like i would love to do co-op randomizers with you nerds or rando races like once we play a game way too much let's do a race put it all on the poncho taco not poncho taco uh, arcade parlor you know twitch account like arcade parlor rando races would be incredible but I, I say this every year, like those are like the three things that I loved when I started streaming randomizer streams, retro streams and Mario streams. And like I got to start, you know, I'm still always going to be a maker streamer, mostly because of the community aspect. But getting those other parts of my like, I love these. I love these streams. I think will be a ton of fun. So those are my resolution. I think uh coming from a you know mario background and stuff like they're they're also great fits because like a lot of those involve like you know a few like one one to two minutes of gaming stretches and then a break right a a lot of the retro games are like you only play for like one to two minutes and then like either you die or there's you beat the level and then it's you have like you have like i don't know like 30 seconds of downtime to catch up with what everyone's talking about uh randomizers i think kind of can fit that bill a bit because it's a lot of, it's a collectathon for the most part Our randomizers or collectathons until you can unlock the next thing. So you have plenty of chat interaction and stuff, obviously, uh, and stuff like that. It, it's like a natural direction to kind of step in there for, you know, adding stuff in there, which is great. I'm doing, uh, uh the, so I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm doing my first, my first randomizer right now. I'll create a time. For, it's it's kind of amazing like you know coming coming from the mario community especially with you with you pops like you know because you have the whole like back you 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 said i don't know if you still have the tag backseating required but you used to have that oh yeah you do yeah so like the fact that you are cool with like your community like being a part of what you're doing um i'm in i'm doing my again i'm doing my first ocarina of time randomizer on ship of harkinian and because it's my first time i have tons of people who are like brainstorming ideas on what i can do when i did like really difficult settings i had no clue what i was in for really but that's you know. a hard randomizer oh yeah and and i did mine uh token sanity which i had no idea what it meant but that just means uh skulltulas <laughs> can have anything like i'm finding like the megaton hammer on a random skulltula as a child like i had no clue so what i was know doing where they're all located yes. but they, <laughs> every location not, i know well thankfully ship of harkinian has a tracker in it so that you can keep track on like you can know like what what you're looking for where which is great but the aspect of it like that i think would really appeal to your viewers specifically pops is that you have such a community of everybody kind of is like hey i think maybe, why don't you try this in that level or like what about this mechanic does that work 
And I, f- I feel like a, a rando would be a really good like transition for you, you know, to have everybody kind of be involved. Like, oh, we found this item. What can we do with it? Where can we go? What can we try, you know, together? Years ago, before I streamed, like my first flashcard, I got a flashcard just to do a link to the past randomizers. Mm-hmm. And I played them a ton. Like every weekend I watched, you know, the best uh, randomizer streamers play all the time. I learned some of their the tricks specifically in the ice temple, the glitch through the wall, which saves so much time. Like I beat Ganon with just the master sword, which if you've played that game, you can't do anything unless you fully charge and spin. And it takes like 372 (laughs) hits. It's a ridiculous fight, but I just wanted to see if I could do it. And like those runs are so much fun because like, Oh, the butter sword was just in this random chest. And I had some good ones, like never trying to go like full speed, but doing my best, like, passing up skips i've gotten a sub two hours a few times on a link to the fast randomizer granted this was like three plus years ago so i'd have to start fresh but i loved it and even when i was making my first emotes when i got affiliate i had a bunch of a link to the past like dead link emotes and like failed ones that were just terrible terrible art but like my plan was to do a lot of randomizers three years later i have done zero still so maybe this year, probably not. I'm a lazy man. <laughs> Mario Maker 2, one viewer level, maybe. Marbles, <laughs> let's go. Uh, as far as my uh, New Year's resolution, probably just uh, to actually like finish more games. Uh, That's good for either you. Either online, offline, whatever. Uh, I'm almost there. I'm almost there with my first one, actually, offline. So Sonic Frontiers? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, that, 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 that I, I'm excluding how many times I finished that one in a year, of course. <laughs> uh, science cannot go, uh, cannot math out anything that high yet. Yeah, it's one of those like to the exclamation point power thing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Uh, but no, uh, just finishing more things, uh, uh, that, that I intend to and stuff like that. Uh, I, I have a number of things I've actually, uh, I'll share it at some point. Uh, with my channel, of course, is uh, I, I found a cool site that helps me organize things that I would like to play, things I'm currently playing, things that I have played. Uh, and it, it comes with like a, a free uh, public URL that you can you can send out and people can view it and stuff like that and see it. and you can put notes on it. You can rate games that you played and stuff. Uh, so I've been kind of building that up, that kind of library on both ends of want to play versus have played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I plan to share that at some point. Of course, I got some more work to do on there. Uh, but uh, so that, that's probably my my New Year's resolution is to 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 kind of follow that and actually like seek credits more often. Uh, I, I have a bad habit of uh, uh, even even in my own time starting games and then just falling off of them, just just falling off uh, because the new the new uh, the new shiny thing is out or the old beaten up game is still sitting there and it's awesome. And <laughs> one or the other. So you, that, 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 that's what I'm doing. Well, you, you, you go, you go. I was going to say, it's funny you said that because I just played a legend of Oasis on the Saturn. And 80% of the game, no guide needed, having fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's stuck a little bit, but it's fun to explore to get through it. Bosses aren't too bad, you know, plenty of save points. Got to the 80% mark, like, I know I'm towards the end. And it's like the the programmers or the developers are like, ah, you think you're going to beat this game, huh? And then it just escalates to the most confusing 
where do I go? Even when you're in there, what do I do? The hardest puzzles I have ever seen in all of my life, like the final end of the game, which probably should have taken like one hour, ended up taking like six because I finally got, I'd stopped playing it for a while. I'm like, this is no longer fun. And then I got mad, David. I got mad. I'm like, I am not going to let these jerks beat me. And so my poor wife had to sit next to me with the guide open. Like, you tell me what to do. We're beating this game. And we did. We got to the credits. And I wasn't even happy. I was just relieved. I was mad because it was so – what were – like, I just want to say it was so much fun. And then I wish I could – if I had the guide in front of me right now, I would read it to you and be like, go to the left to this bush. Find the secret item. Spawn this. Go over here. Use that once to spawn this. Go back to the left and do this one more time. Move the rock to the right because now when you fall down, I'm like, who is going to figure this out? And like I was just yelling the whole time and she's just crying reading the game facts. Like, I want to go to bed. I'm like, you will sit here and you will let me beat this game. But it was hard. And you will enjoy it. <laughs> that never happened at any point. But like, it was just, it was so weird that 80% of the game was brilliant and fun and easygoing, like almost reminded me of Zelda. And the last 20% was just brutal. It wasn't it was like, and they made me mad enough where I just, I have to defeat this. Like you jerks, you're going down. That was my rant. <laughs> Uh, Ashley, did you have something to add? Oh, I was going to say, you're going to go back and finish Tears of the Kingdom? Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I played my, my, my amount that I want to play of that game. Oh, you didn't beat the game? He played no, it for I, like, I gotta, no, no, you can stop. He played it for like 15 it, hours and not even maybe. And he cried because he's like, I have to make food because I'm cold. I hate this game. game oh, up. good ending. It's hard to I, nail a video game ending. They nailed it, but they did. it's a good one. It's moving. Yeah. It's moving. I, the I, ending. I, I, I watched it on YouTube. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, it's spoiled for you. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> it just it's on video game endings. Very hard to do in the Zelda series. Seems to get it right most of the time. I still say the best ending, Super Metroid. Like they tell a tiny bit of story. Planet explodes. You're on with your day. Cool ending. Sorry, spoiler alerts for those out there. Is, speaking <laughs> of Super Metroid, that they had something in that game that, like, uh, I don't. There maybe other games before that had this in it too, but this one really, like, when you get to it, when you get to it, everybody talks. Oh, it's a Metroid ending, right? It's the the escape, escape the planet, run through everything you just did, get to the thing, and get out of there before the timer gets out, like. Everybody knows it as like the Metroid ending, but like even like today, like uh, there there are games that do it, and people still call it it's the Metroid ending in a game. Like, uh, it, it like put its staple on there. Like it, it was big at the time. Obviously, it was big, and now all the whenever other game does it, they, they everybody references it as the Metroid ending. It's just so it's such a good boss battle, you know. It's it pay it everything about Super Metroid, which it's hard not like it's. There's no spoilers because they do. My favorite type of story is a very small story where if you want to research and find more in-depth stuff, you can go deep into it. But for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. And it's just very rarely at the end of the game do you feel like, ah, that's it. I feel good. And like Nintendo, 
Like Mario, you kill Bowser, game over, you get the princess. Who cares? Super Metroid, I think Ocarina of Time has a very good ending. I think Zelda, for the most part, yeah, nails the ending. And Halo does not. <laughs> <laughs> no, Halo's fine. Thought, you get to ride the cars. <laughs> I was say, Halo 3 had a cool ending, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Like, hey, Halo Reach had the cool ending where it's just like survive. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. That was cool. I literally couldn't have picked a worse series because the Halo. They're that's amazing. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually that pretty good. I, uh, Samba de Amigo. Worst ending ever. I, I don't I've never played it. I'm just throwing that game under the bus for no reason. Desert Sorry, Sega. Worst ending. Desert bus. Does it even have an ending or does it like just roll over? To back I don't to know. Z- <laughs> I don't know. Either. I, yeah, I don't know. Um. But yeah, that, that's my New Year's resolution. Actually finish some games, see more endings. Uh, there, 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 there's plenty of games I've seen the ending where I think they're absolutely incredible. Uh, there's de- they're definitely out there. They are definitely out there. I think uh, like a lot of things, I, I think a lot of things have a hard time ending any or landing any type of ending when it comes to any form of media. It's it's so difficult to find something that has a good ending, it seems like. But uh, video games, there there are a few out there. There are a few out there like uh, throwing uh, the the enemy. I don't, I'm blanking on his name, throwing the enemy lion off at the end of Lion King. Terrible. No, come on, man. You knew that would trigger. <laughs> Did you get to just call come Scar on. the enemy lion? Yes, I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Darth Vader. You throw him off the edge. He, he falls off yet another edge. The old go. enemy lion. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh no they're, they're definitely there's some good games out there i i have a few that the endings have stuck with me uh over a while or over over the years uh and then a lot of games where i'm just like all right whatever it, it, it depends on how story heavy the game is too and stuff like that of course but um somewhere out there somewhere out there and i want to see more of them what's the last actually, ending you've seen the last video game ending i've seen um i mean i gotta think about that Aladdin. The last video game where I actually saw an end boss. Uh, and I, I'm not talking about like I, I've seen I've seen like hack endings and stuff like that. I'm not talking about that specifically. I can't I can't actually can't think of what the last one I would have seen was. Resolution's not going so well. I was going to say good thing you have that resolution. No, no I'm about uh, tonight. Tonight I'm going to see an ending. I think uh, probably tonight. <laughs> I think I will this early into the year. Uh I've been playing uh, Spider-Man too, so I and I'm right at like the end of the story. Nice, so. that's a good game. I have that back there. I love the uh, one of the few tutorials that is actually fun and made me laugh. Like that guy's humor. Oh wait, no, you're talking about the brand new think, one. I'm talking about yeah, the game. I think one. we're talking about different. <laughs> I mean, the old one is good too. I like uh, Spider-Man, uh, the Raimi, the game based off the Raimi verse. Uh, that was a fun one too. I actually did beat that one. That's a good uh, game. Wow. No, I, I got uh, Spider-Man two as a christmas gift so i've been playing through that and i'm about i think i'm gonna finish it tonight i i think i'm gonna finish it tonight Good if luck. i have time uh, i'm proud of I'm you also playing i'm also playing left for dead 2 with my brother and his nephew oh later tonight. my so god we'll, we'll see what i get to we'll see what i get to. one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time left for dead one i'm two. trying to get my buddies to play uh what's the one on gamepad back for more or something back, back for blood oh that was close yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to play that that seems like like not to go off on another side rant but it's really hard. Like Game Pass is like one of the things where it's awesome. There's a lot of multiplayer games, but every multiplayer game requires three hours of tutorial 
and figuring out and we can get together like maybe once a month like they got kids they got family Mm -hmm. and we're gonna get together and it's hard just to have a multiplayer game let's jump in and have fun we don't need story and i think you know back for blood might be able to cover it because we just go in and shoot zombies and not have to think about it so i'm hoping that'll work out but literally every multiplayer game now has like a three hour tutorial and this super long grind where like i want to yell to sega sega we need your arcade games multiplayer to come back and put them all on game pass so i don't have to buy them and like i just i think there's a market for simple pick up and play multiplayer games that i don't know why it just feels like there's a void right now or i'm just or they're just not on game pass but everything is way too complicated now for a group of friends that don't get a lot of time to spend like five hours learning the game like i want five minutes to be able to pick up and play and right now there's just beat-em-ups that's it like we can play the turtles game because it's just a beat-em-up and and that's it from what i can tell everything else requires way too much learning and you know when friends get together it's hard to learn you know (laughs) (laughs) well i will say i I mean everybody i think already owns us i think they gave i think they gave it away for free at one time but uh left for dead 2 is 99 cents on steam right now worth every can't go wrong with that every penny of that 99 cents what an incredible game one of my absolute i i streamed left for dead one and two when i like first 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 started streaming no camera or anything i used to stream on my xbox 360 i would stream it from my xbox 360 Hmm. that's awesome i haven't played those games in forever i think the last time i played a left for dead game was back uh, probably 11 years ago i think wow probably 11 years ago uh, uh when i was working a, a retail job i just remember uh, on a weekend or something like that uh m- with a couple of uh co-workers we we just played it online one evening or something like that it's been a while uh but i'm looking forward to booting it up uh, later uh this evening uh at time of recording this and stuff uh, i'll be playing it offline uh with some family and stuff having a good time So, okay, we got our New Year's game resolution. Sounds like we all uh, have some uh, achievable, achievable. I mean, yeah. everybody's people, people get, get their New Year's resolutions and, and a lot of people say they're meant to be broken and stuff like that. But <laughs> I, I think we got a solid list here of things that we all want to do. Uh, I, I think we're going to be good. I think we'll be good. We'll, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get some stuff on the board here. You know, go, going back just a moment, going back just a moment, I meant to say this earlier. Uh, Pops, there is actually a mod for Ship of Harkinian where you can you can actually co-op uh, Ocarina of Time. Two links on the same game uh, running around. Apparently, occasionally run to a, a bug where like the like bosses freeze because they just don't know what, who to attack or anything because <laughs> uh, they're, they're programmed on one. But if you have, you have two links out there, sometimes they'll just like freak out and freeze and like uh i i think you could just basically get a free kill on them at that point but uh there is and it also you can also do randomizers uh with two links like you can actually so enable cool. randomizer and stuff like that uh and, and share the same randomizer file amongst each other uh, and work together on it they, they do it does exist uh i don't know how well apparently you both connect to a server or something like that and your in your game is hosted on the server however so some latency could be involved with that. I don't know. So those are my favorite. Like uh, why I love a link to the past and gravitated towards that is because randomizer 
two to three hours. But the Ocarina of Time one is kind of like four to six, sometimes longer. Because if you just know what you're na- doing. If you know what you're doing, that's the nature yeah. of the game. <laughs> and I'm more of a like, I want to finish what I'm doing when I stream kind of person. Like I hate having unfinished business. And so I gravitated towards that. But what, what I love with Ocarina of Time is those co-op streams of working together. Like, oh, you do this check. I'll do this check. It's just I feel like I would need to practice and know the game. So I'm not letting down my partner. But what I did see was fun is hide and seek in that. So like you both go into the Lost Woods and like, let's say Ashley and I are playing like Ashley will hide. I'll turn off my map and I'll go try to find Ashley. And then I get got to hit her with the sword in order for it to count as a hit. I, I saw a hilarious. couple of streams doing that. That was a ton of fun. Do you know if we can have more than two links? Because if you get like seven links in there <laughs> and we go into a dungeon, that would be a blast for hide and seek. It would just be a ton of fun. But I, I love that. Those are those are the coolest. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to look at that. I don't, I don't know how many. I, it might just be two people on the on the ship of Harkinian port that, uh, that that's out there. I don't know. Might, it might just be two people. Just, just because I don't know what that is specifically. Every time you say that, I, hear, I don't know what you're talking about. But that it's, ship of uh, Hark candy. A couple of Werther's <laughs> over here. Those little strawberries with the goo in the middle. That's good hard so, candy. So Ship of Arkinian, it, it, it's it's a it, it's a PC port of Ocarina of Time where they took the game and uh, I, 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 I'm not going to do it justice exactly what they've done because I don't quite understand it. But basically, they like reverse engineered it uh, into existence in a way that's legal. Uh, and uh, they're not actually it's not a pirated game or anything like that. Like they reverse engineered it. You still have to, prefer, per, you know, you still have to perf, uh, provide your own ROM and everything, of course. Uh, which I think it uses. It wants a very specific like uh, Master Quest. Yes. Uh, ROM from yep. GameCube specifically. I got that it. They're able like able to get it. Yeah. For yeah, how many yeah, times? I have it too. That, that That's why that's why I have Ship of Arcanian. Of course, I, I have that. I ripped the ROM, the ISO right off of the GameCube and put it in. And <laughs> uh, it, it, it works. It, it works really well. It's uh it's cool it's like reverse engineered full hd you can do like 120 frames per second if you want it were and it still looks good it's extra crispy there's extra mods on top of it yeah i found a mod the other day you can play as ganondorf uh instead of adult link the whole time and stuff so there's some like kind of fun things with it but it's a cool thing for how many times i've purchased the ocarina of time rom that's mine that belongs to me i don't care how many new versions come out I got it on the 64 probably three times. Mm-hmm. I got it on the GameCube. I got it on the Wii. I got it on the I'm sure I have it on the Switch. 3DS. I purchased that nonsense. 3DS. Mm-hmm. 97 times I purchased that single <laughs> same game. It's my Nintendo. That's my ROM now. Come at me, Miyamoto. <laughs> Sorry, I got, I got mad there. I bought that game like 90 <laughs> times, man. It's mine. I own that now. Let me... Plug in my game shark without suing. All right, we have we have our New Year's resolutions here, everybody. Uh, so everybody listening, keep us accountable. Check in with us. Are we are we doing what we're what we said we're going to do? Check in. Are we? Am I finishing games? Is is actually is actually actually playing Donkey Kong Country? Is Pops? Uh, I don't remember what yours is. Can you remind me what it was? Free mess up. <laughs> I don't remember. I think mine was to play this. It's wild, though. People say it's easy. Something. I'm just, all right, I'm done. That was my joke. <laughs> all right. You heard it, everyone. Keep, keep Pops accountable. Keep them accountable. <laughs> all right. 
moving on, I have a little quiz. Uh, I, I, I te- for our listeners here, I teased Ashley and Pops that I had a little quiz for them. And I'm going to pull it up on my side here. And if you guys uh, want to play along, of course, as you're listening, you might you might know some of this. Maybe some people here already know. Uh, let me pull up the list here. What I'm going to do is I have a list of. I'm going to see if you guys can work this out together. The top 10. Ni- reviewed top 10 reviewed Nintendo 64 games. Easy of all time. Of all time. This Easy. is according to uh, I, I'm, for anybody who's wanting to know, uh, this is based off of uh, Metacritic. Uh, based off of reviews, the highest reviews in order. Uh, you don't have to give it in order unless you get it really quick. Then I'll make you guys order it. Uh, but Nintendo 64 games, top 10 games uh, reviewed. I want to see if you guys can get this. I have the list pulled up on my side here. I just pulled up. Don't look at chat because chat might be guessing along with it. Nope. So don't look at the live Twitch chat. Uh, let's let, let's let's see. Let's hear. So, hold on. Let me pull up another note while you guys are thinking about this. Let me pull up another notepad here so I can write down uh, what you guys uh, get. It's a good quiz. I like it. We're working together like we can do. There's two tens in there. The 100 percent Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time all day long. And then 9.9 okay. Majora's Mass, it loses a point because it's a sequel to uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, GoldenEye is going to be up there. And those are the, the four that I know. GoldenEye might be lower on the list, but that was so revolutionary at the time. Uh, Star Fox is amazing, uh, also lower on the list, but that has to be on there when it comes to 64 game. But the top three... Maybe not top the top two, 64, 64 and, and Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. Time all day long. Yeah, Majora are, definitely uh, is going to be on there. Majora's Mask, uh, GoldenEye, of course. I'd say Perfect Dark is probably on that top 10. Even though it's I, not I my agree. favorite. It's, it's better than GoldenEye. It's just it might suffer from. Hey, this is an improvement, but it did not bake. That frog in my throat was brutal. <laughs> I was trying to power through it. <laughs> I, just I, could, I could hear it. I'm talking like this now. Hey, you're Majora's Mask. See, it's out of nowhere. But yeah, I wonder, like, I wonder if Paper Mario is on there. Ooh, that's a good one. Paper Mario, because that's like the only RPG. Uh, let's put that on there because that's that's like a great that. game, visually appealing. We weren't mad at Sticker Star yet at DK64? the time. DK64. No, you don't think that's on the top ten? Even though it's not my collective. favorite. I I love the game. It's a like people say it's a collectathon. But I would take off DK64 and put on Banjo. Banjo is a great one. They're banjo. the same game, but like it's like DK64 was the third Banjo Kazooie. And like by then, we're sick of collecting this stuff. What about Crash? And Nintendo's like, ah. Crash Bandicoot. That PlayStation game. No. Oh, it's That's PlayStation. PlayStation I never played yeah. it. Yep. Can you tell? Exclusive to PlayStation. Can you tell? All right. So let, let me give you guys, uh, let me, let me, let me catch you up a little bit here. Uh, I will say. Your top four that you said uh, being Ocarina of Time, GoldenEye, Majora's Mask, Super Mario 64. Mm-hmm. All, three of those games are in the top four. Okay, so we got to uh, drop Majora's Mask, I think. Well, uh, no, 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 Majora's Mask is in the top ten. Okay. It is in the top ten. But when you said guaranteed top four, uh, actually Mario 64 is fifth on this list. Good, Majora's better. Anyway. It's not in the top four. 
Okay. <laughs> Uh, what else have you gotten? You so far you have Mario sixty four is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ocarina of Time is on there. Mm-hmm. Majora's Mask is on there. Golden Eyes on there. Perfect Dark is on there. Paper Mario is on there. Banjo is on there. Um, and what other games have you guys mentioned? Uh, DK sixty four, Star Fox, Star Fox not on there. Wow, Ooh, that's a shame. That's a good no, game. No DK sixty four. DK sixty four is on there. Look at that. On there. Look wow. at that. What wow. about Banjo? Hold on, hold on. Let me let me double check. Let me double check. DK64 is No, I'm sorry. DK64 is not. It that oh. DK64 is on the uh uh the user reviews top 10. The the the, the, gotcha. the critic review not in the top 10, however. What I remember that game being so you guys are at, You guys are at one, two, three, four, five. You have seven of the ten. There are three games. No banjo on there? That you have not said. Banjo is on there. Okay. Banjo so Tui? The sequel? Uh nope. Nope. Um not on there. Did Sin and Punishment come out in America? How about that game is, is universally loved. I can tell you it's not on the top ten. Okay. What about a Mario Party? <laughs> uh, specifically, I'm go- I'm gonna go. No Mario Party. How about no uh, Mario Party? The Mario closest Kart. Mario Party to a top ten would have been two. Ooh, not e- not even the top twenty-four. Not e- wow. I'd have to go to another page on this. Not in the top twenty-four. I will say Banjo Tooie is number fifteen. DK sixty-four is number thirteen. Okay. Uh, wow. in that top ten, I gotta go Mario Kart sixty-four. Mario Kart or Diddy Kong Racing. <sighs> Mario Kart sixty-four is. Not on the top Whoa. 10. Diddy Kong Racing is number 20. Mario Kart 64 is not even on the first page here. I don't like Mario Kart 64. The do, tracks are way too long. Do we have way too long. a Mario sport game? Mario Tennis. I'm, Mario, uh, they would never. They're not Mario deep Tennis. Number 10. Yo! Is it? Game <laughs> N64, according to the critics. We played it a ton, too. I yeah. love that game. We played that a ton. We did my buddy who got married that across the country just to play it. You know, it was it was a ton of fun. We got one more. So that's 10. You have two. Nope. You have two more games. Two, two more, more games that uh, you haven't. Uh, you have not mentioned these two. You have eight games of the 10. Man, that's tough. Set in punishment. Not that Kirby Crystal that? Shards. Kirby Crystal Shards is not in the top. It's 10. one of my favorites. I had to ask. <laughs> What a, I, I mean, Wave Runner, like, I feel like everyone plays, but I, I can't see that being on the list. Wave Race, I mean, it could just Wave because race. it was a Wave race. race. Yeah. Wave Race, number eight. Yeah! Top rated game of N64. Wave Race, 64. That wow. leaves one game. And, and I'll say, I will say, this game is number nine on the top ten. Okay. So it, it, it's just barely there. Uh, it's number nine. So it's not going to be super not it's not like the top top tier that everybody knows but it's on there you guys know this game we we know it Turok 2 oh man i don't know if you've played it but every i i i think everybody knows it yeah Turok 2 you, you'll recognize it uh Turok 2 is not Love on that. the top 10 i tried <laughs> man oh, man how is it everybody was way very better than Star Fox. Star Fox 64 <laughs> is a masterpiece. Only I oh have the brains to rule. Did I tell you Star Fox was number I know 21? I know it. Melee. Let's hear it. Oh, Melee. Melee was on the GameCube. Uh, oh. But, but Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers 64. Smash Brothers. Smash 64 is 
not on the top ten. Dang, it's not on the front wow. I thought I had it I for will sure. go back, though. Okay, Tur- Turok is number 22. It's on the first page. Okay. Turok 2. Uh, Star Fox 64 is number 21 on the front page. Wow. Games basically, like, I, I have no, one of the few games I have no guff with. Like, couldn't have made it better. But with that game, except Slippy could be less of a jerk. I, yeah. I would say that. Fox, <laughs> they're on my tail I, again. I, I love, I love a Star Fox 64 playthrough. Oh. I love it. I have Battle a guess. On. I have a guess, Battle but I'm awesome. scared that it's going to be on Ooh. there, and I don't think it should be. F zero. Oh. F zero X is number twenty three. Wow. It's a hard game. It's it doesn't mess around, but it's beautiful it's on the sixty four. I'm gonna go, which is wild. Glover. It's not Glover. Yoshi's story. <laughs> no, it's not Glover. I had to <laughs> ask. I never played that, it. That though. might be in the top ten of like the lowest rated. <laughs> I never played it. <laughs> Sub Zero mythologies. Not it's not good. What was it? Say it again. Sub Zero mythologies <laughs> is not on the top ten. That's a shame. There's, there's one more game here. Wow, I feel like think, it's, I think any, it's gonna be so obvious. I'll, I'll give you guys another one or two guesses, then I'll kind of start doing some hints. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll have some hints. Try. See if you guys can think of like one or two more good guesses here. Doctor Mario sixty four. Is that an actual game? <laughs> Apparently, it's like the best puzzle game of all time. Like wow. puzzle nerds will swear by Dr. Mario only on the 64. For some reason. I will I say it. it is not in the top 10. That's a shame. Is it? Oh, I wonder if it's a Pokemon game. Pokemon Snap would be or Stadium could be a stadium. I think I think Snap and the two stadiums are the only N64 Pokemon games, right? Yeah. that i can think of i don't know if there's any others or there was let's let's go pikachu or whatever or, right or not the Tony, was, that a, was that a snap like add-on or something i don't know uh, the one where no, you could talk let's to go him. pikachu and let's go eevee that was on uh that was on switch i can't think of the name of it the one with pikachu where you could talk into the that, that was snap, i think it was because no, you had, you had the, the mic the mic uh yeah, yeah the microphone add-on yeah okay. i think that was that was like a snap like uh if you had the peripheral you could do that um one Tony- more game Tony Hawk. That's a great guess, but is not. It probably got kinda, Tony Hawk Pro Skater was an amazing game. On the PlayStation. Uh, not on the, they had delay. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe it was an N64 thing. Maybe it just didn't port well. Maybe it was just better on PS1 or something. Any other guesses? I think Pops had said Yoshi's Story, which I don't even know that game. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, looks like we just lost pops here, but we're going to keep going here. Yeah. Uh, Yoshi's story is not there. Let, let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. Uh, it is rated M. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Conquer's Bad Fur Day is number nine. Yo, Conquer! You got it. Conquer's Bad Fur Day, number nine. Have I? Uh, so so the, <laughs> that, that, that gives us. The top ten there. The top ten there. Pops, we Ashley got it. Conquer's I, bad fur day. I heard Conquer's. I dropped one hint, and I, it was just it is rated M. I would have that, never and that was enough Conquer's. of a hint. We uh, so the top so so the top ten games uh, on the N sixty four. I'm going to read them in the order that you that you gave them to me here. Uh, you gave me Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark. Paper Mario, Banjo, Mario Tennis, Wave Race 64, Conquer, uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and then there was uh, 
Apparently, I didn't write this one down. You gave me one more here. Did I say Mario? I did say D- Mario. Tennis. Wasn't that DK sixty four? DK sixty four. Yeah. Yes, that was it. Okay. Uh those are the top ten. That was fun. Uh, what do you What do you guys think uh, was What do you guys think was number one? Ocarina of Time. One? Tied with Mario sixty four. Those are both game changing masterpieces. It was Mar- Mario sixty four is not number two. Really? It's not. You guys, can you guys guess what's number two? Majora? Nope. Goldeneye? No. <laughs> Goldeneye is uh, number three. I will go with your, probably one of your favorites on this list. Was it Perfect Dark? Yes, Perfect wow. Dark is number two. Wow, I'm surprised to hear uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect Dark is number two. And this is, of course, uh, rated by uh the critics this is uh, if anybody's not familiar with metacritic it's a uh an aggregate of all review sites at the time of release where they where they bring in everybody's score out of 10 if you will uh and then they average those numbers uh into a 90 like uh ocarina time was 99 uh perfect dark was 97 uh etc uh so the order the order that they rate these is uh ocarina times number one Mm -hmm. perfect dark number two GoldenEye in third, Majora's Mask in fourth, Super Mario 64 in fifth place. I was surprised by Mario 64 being in fifth. I thought that that would have uh, come up a little bit higher there. Uh, Paper Mario is number six. Banjo-Kazooie number seven. Wave Race 64 is number eight. Conker's Bad Fur Day number nine. And then number 10 is Mario Tennis. I can't. uh, I was... I was kind of surprised Mario Tennis was on there. I mean, it is tied with Mario Golf, actually, at 91. I think just for some reason, one is, I don't know, higher than the other. I mean, we always say you played the games that you had when you were a kid. Mario Tennis was really big in my house. Uh, It's one of those, like, I'm not, I can't say I'm cracked at a lot of games, but, like, Mario Tennis is, like, my game. I absolutely Mm -hmm always loved it i felt like the mechanics of it were amazing i liked how all of the characters kind of had their own physics like i always played as boo and boo is very like floaty and so is uh paratroopa because paratroopa is like the flying character so i i just it was it was always a really big hit in my household speaking of which i have to say really quick if i've never told this um story on uh the podcast with conquer's bad fur day right very mature mm-hmm. game m very rated m i mean it is it has themes that i can't even believe that nintendo that they got away with in that game there is just there is <laughs> stuff in that my i just watched a dear friend of mine re, uh, play it for the first time and mm-hmm. I, I re and i watched the whole playthrough like the whole playthrough and i mean i, I couldn't again I, as an adult it, the game did not age well whatsoever but uh funny story <laughs> uh my parents bought that game for my my young brother uh for christmas mm-hmm. so <laughs> i want to say he was like 11 and i remember really? like playing it like we were playing it for like the first hour and my poor parents they were so mortified by the fact that they had purchased this for their child like we had played diddy kong racing and conquer is a character and he look, just looks like this little cute like lovable squirrel uh and then you play the, the game and that is just so not the, <laughs> nothing that we can talk about on this podcast it's, but 
it's interesting like why wh- where did like wh- was when was conquer introduced it wasn't what was it diddy kong racing i believe so i believe diddy kong racing what? was the first time we ever saw conquer and you just cute little squirrel yep. right just a cutesy uh, little squirrel and, and 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 nobody really knew anything about the character and then uh they come out with conquer's bad fur day i never played uh i don't really have an interest in playing it i guess right now uh but uh, i i never played it on no real reason i guess i never did i just never got around to it but uh no i never played it i, I just heard things about it i started playing it a, a little bit this year and i went in thinking it'd be more like donkey kong 64 or mario 64 and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's unique own animal yeah where i was not and so it was funny it made me laugh but it was what i expected or what i wanted to play at the time but now that i know what i'm getting into the next time I give it a try. I think I'll be more ready. It's more like almost puzzle solving kind of. A lot of it is. Yeah. Just knowing where to go. And like there's there's many. It's just it's different. It's its own unique animal, which is fun. I will say like my my parents were pretty strict when we were growing up. And once they realized the absolute error they had made, somehow they just let us keep playing it. And my brother, who I think was 11 at the time, I think now he's uh 31 like 20 years later we still quote that game almost every time we are together i swear to you there was stuff in that game i completely forgot that those lines were even from the game like we literally (laughs) still to this day quote that awful game it's just it's it's pretty bad I, I've seen bits and pieces of it played, but I yeah, I haven't played it. I, I remember seeing the uh, going to Blockbuster and uh, down or uh, I was going to say downloading. No, uh, looking at the shelves and I, and I came across it. I was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> uh, for, for such a cutesy character that I'd only <laughs> ever seen from Diddy Kong. Uh, speaking of which, Diddy Kong is number 20. I don't know if we said that before. But Diddy Kong is number 20. Uh, it's a game everybody's played. It deserves to be in the top 20, uh, in my opinion. I think that Diddy Kong Racing really could almost, almost give Mario Kart 64 a run uh, for its money. It just was such a, it was so fun. It had like missions and everything. Like uh, it definitely was was a big one in my household for sure. And one of the best OSTs of all time. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I make you play it on your stream all the time, Pacha Taco. <laughs> there, there are uh, there are uh, songs from that game that will pop into my head mm-hmm. uh, periodically through, and I, I can't I can't think of them right now. Otherwise, I would I would hum one or something like that. But uh, <laughs> there there are there it, periodically just throughout the day, I'll, I'll just have one that pops into my head uh, for no reason, not no rhyme or reason or anything, and it's just there. Uh, w- one game that's on this, it's number twelve. And I played this game a lot. I really like this was uh, Rayman to the Great Escape. I believe it's called the Great Escape. Let me click this. It's uh, kind of. Yeah, the Great Escape. Uh, I actually played a lot of Rayman, too. That was a uh, real fun game for me uh, when I was young. It had a cool game cartridge that I think was. Was it green or was it blue? I can't remember. I it think was it was one blue. Of those colors. I think it was blue. I never had it, but I, I think I, it was. Blue. I remember. I remember being. Yeah, I remember it being like one of those like limited release games or something that uh had a, a different cartridge color, um, and it was cool. It it, it was a great game. Uh, 
Uh, Pops, did you ever play Rayman 2, The Great Escape? Oh, yeah. So the first time I played it was on the Dreamcast, and I love that game. I think I pretty much 100%ed it, and then the end boss made me so mad that I did not finish the end boss. So I did everything I could possibly do, and then I got to the end boss, and I just I gave up at that point. <laughs> I, I, I want to go back and beat it. Oh, that that the end boss is the one where you have like you have like the little rockets that you you ride on that run they have legs and and they and they're and they're running like uh they're they're running and then eventually you can get them an upgrade where they'll just take off too and you can fly and yeah I remember the end boss it's it's big he's big because of the flying aspect there's like all these different chambers you have to go to to fight him and stuff like that uh great game uh we were we were talking about because it was uh number it's number twelve on the list was Rayman two and it just reminded me of playing that game a lot now i there's one game on this list there's actually two games that i'm like i don't know what the heck these are there's a game called oh no oh i do i forgot about this beetle adventure racing did you guys ever play beat we had to get you drive around in beetle no. like the, the car the, the, everybody knows the the beetle car right you're just in in, in beetles and you're you're adventure racing you're like off-roading and you're like jumping through waterfalls, but you're in you're in beetles like a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And they're, like they're, they're, they're kind of tricked out where they have like, you know, numbers on the sides that like kind of race car esque and stuff. And it was I remember playing and having a lot. I forgot about that game. That game was a lot of fun, actually. I remember hearing like a ton of good things about it because like it's very arcadey. The shortcuts are fun to find, yep. like exploring. It's just overall just a good time. Those are my favorite type of racers like. As soon as you get into simulation racing, I'm out. Have fun with that if that's your jam. I need an arcade style racer that controls easy. The power slides are fun. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I've heard so many good things about Beetle. I've never played it. My favorite racer on the 64 is Cruising USA. Oh, so Super good. underrated. Good so much fun. Everyone enjoys that game because it feels like you're putting a quarter in your system yes. because it's arcadey. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the. You get to go to the next race if you get in the top three. Those are like mm-hmm. my favorite. I don't need courses. I don't need cops. Like if I, I'll play the same course over and over again until I'm in the top three. Then let me move on. <laughs> there's uh there's actually a cruising game that they put out on Switch like a couple of years I, ago. I got it. Did you buy it? Oh okay. yeah, that, that yeah. was fun. <laughs> I, I had. I, I think I only played it for one evening. I played it for like five hours straight. I had an absolute blast the entire time playing it, and then I I, I didn't touch it again. But it it, it just I I needed something to scratch that uh uh you know that itch that I had for it's, uh, our super arcade racer. It's so much fun, but it is very arcade because you could race perfectly and get last place, and race terrible and get first place. The, the game makes no sense, but it, all you do know is that it's fun the entire time you play it. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the other game that's on this top 20, I'm, I'm looking at this, this first page because it's, it's the top 24 games. Um, I never play this pops. I bet anything you've probably played this uh, WWF No Mercy. I played a lot of the WCW games because back then WCW was bigger than WWF. And so it was WCW versus NWO, which was perfect arcade wrestling. They made it better with uh, WCW Revenge, just refined things where B punches, A grabs, and that's pretty much all you need. Punch, beats, grab, and then like you can block a punch, then counter. Like It was super simple, really easy to control. At that point in time, the WWF games were really 
weird, controlling, and awkward. Uh, but then at some point, you know, I think it was THQ made the games. I forgive me if I'm wrong, but then WWE was like, they make better games, so we'll take them from WCW. And then WC or WWF started doing those. So like WrestleMania 2000 took the A button grab, B button punch technique. And I assume No Mercy is either right after that where they just mastered everything um, along those lines. But that that gameplay for that time, four-player wrestling, that's 90s wrestling era where Stone Cold, The Rock, Mankind, you're talking the biggest wrestling has ever been. And so those games were a huge part, a huge part of our childhood. We played them all of the time. So maybe not that one specifically, but I know WrestleMania 2000, Revenge, and uh, just WCW versus NWO, we played a ton, which I assume that's the exact formula they used. Yeah. Probably probably similar. Yeah, probably similar. Uh, other than that, th- th- this front page, it's all games that we've uh, heard of and probably and probably have played. They're, they're, they're a good list. Uh, but I was just thinking as we're talking here, the Nintendo 64 is such an interesting and weird time in gaming right it's the step into 3d so naturally a lot of the games don't age well because it's your first step into the 3d uh realm and if you look back like visually the a lot of those games are just at the time groundbreaking groundbreaking and you look now and it's like okay yeah it's just squares (laughs) like squares that are polygonal squares and stuff uh they don't look good uh, some of them have aged well. Some of them have had a lot of love uh, thrown into them through like uh, like we were talking about Ship of Harkinian earlier that really bring it up to playing it on to modern standards quite nicely uh, and making it very nice. A lot of quality of life things control wise have really improved things. But the N64 and I guess PlayStation one to a degree also just really interesting in the console. Uh, lifespans or uh, whatever you want to call it uh, cycles if you will uh just because like n64 always has a perfect place in my heart but like i don't really ever want to revisit many of those games like at all like there's maybe one or two where i'm like okay those are cool games i wouldn't mind revisiting them but like games back then that i loved it's like i i'm I'm not gonna play that (laughs) whereas like gamecube i can think of games like i i'd love to replay uh some games on the gamecube uh we has a couple uh, Wii U has a, had a good uh, small, but had some strong hits in there as well. And like S- Super Nintendo, everybody has a ton of games from there. But like N64 is the one, at least for me, where it's like, OK, maybe there's like two games that I, I, I might want to revisit. But I don't know. It, it just I, I, at the time, I absolutely love those games, had so much played many hours. But it just I don't know something about that era and probably PlayStation one is similar in, in that degree as well. I think you just have to be in the mood to see like the steps it took to get to where we are now Mm -hmm. because they tried so many different things that honestly were swings and misses, but I get into these moods where I love the swings and misses. Like what were they thinking is almost fun to play. And so I'm kind of in Mm -hmm. that mood now I'm playing a lot of Sega Saturn games. I'm playing a lot of Nintendo 64 games just because there wasn't that blueprint of this is what's fun in 3d. They didn't know it yet. So they were trying absolutely everything they were throwing stuff against the wall and it's just you know it's fun to see and it makes you think outside of the box because now there's very little like we're so seasoned in the 3d what's fun that we know almost exactly what to do immediately but back then like oh we have to do this this is ridiculous i just finished like goemon's adventure on 64 and like some of that nonsense oh so good 
so yeah. janky, but like I, I've enjoyed it just because I'm in the mood to enjoy. Well, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see why it, they don't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious, like those who didn't grow up with N64, what the what they'll think of that era? Will they have any interest? Uh, you know, you know, kids like kids born today. Will, will, I mean, obviously, there will always be a retro scene uh, for people out there, regardless of time, and and there are people people who appreciate it, but like. I'm curious, like, is there a kid out there today that, like, loves the N64, you know, because like you said, you have to you appreciate the stepping stones of what it was to get where we are today, which for our for our sakes, that that, that right there is nostalgia right there, uh, isn't it as and is like super cool in our own lives to see like that staple in, in gaming when it when everything changed and then went forward. I uh, think that, it's- that first stepping stone. I think it's hard for kids to go back and look at it and see it through our eyes. I think it's very similar for like the Atari and Nintendo. So if you take a kid now and show them the Nintendo, which I think all of us here love, like we could show the Mario one, one of the most universally loved games. And they're probably going to be like, this is crop. This is big time crop. And it's same with 64. It's like, this is the first time we're getting into this and they're never going to look at the same. But then You look at the Super Nintendo, kids can go back and look at that and be like, this looks good. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same thing with the GameCube. It's that first generation, like the Nintendo and the Nintendo 64, where they're like, this looks ugly, but it's that next step. Super Nintendo still looks good. GameCube still looks good. And I think they respect, they can go back and look at those, but it's that first attempt of like, this is the very first of this kind of generation that they'll, they'll look back and be like, this looks like mush. This looks like mashed potatoes. Why are you playing a game about yeah. mashed potatoes? Like, no, it's not green of time. It's the best game ever. You don't understand. We can walk into the background now. You see that pond? You used to not be able to go in there. We can go now there. Now walking back on this, this Z axis, you have no idea. You noob, you have no idea. And there's secrets down there sometimes. You see a waterfall? Go in that. Video game code. There's a secret in that waterfall. Like I, uh, I couldn't disagree more. If I could only, if like, but never mind, mo- not modern consoles. But if I could only play one console for the rest of my life of the retros, it would be N sixty four all day long. That would be my forever console. If I could, if I could only oh, play man. Ocarina of Time for the rest of my life, I think I'd be okay. Honestly, I thought you were gonna say the three DO for a second there. You know, Road Rash, <laughs> pretty good game. Three DO. No, I did. I loved. I think. I, I mean, I definitely have the most gaming hours in my whole life in Ocarina of Time by far. So that whole co- that console just it was definitely a life changing console for me. It really like solidified my love of it. Even though I played video games my whole life, like sixty four was just like the console that really made me like not want to like go outside and play with my friends. Like I was just fine playing Ocarina You're of Time. You're my friend now, Nintendo. <laughs> such a different time too because like you you, can you beat the running man like can you get to the bottom of the uh zora's domain to get the triforce like the internet was still it was there but relatively new still Mm -hmm. and like your imagination could run wild yeah because now we're in 3d and now there could be anything anywhere like the hours i put trying to get over the waterfall in mario 64 because there was secrets back there is like I'm never going to do anything that stupid again, but like I'll never forget that. Right. Like just trying to find like oh I could get you with the golden the golden scale you could almost get into that little crack of Ocarina of Time in the bottom of Zora's domain. Yeah. You could 
supposed to get there? And you're like, if you go <laughs> your parents try it for three hours, like, and it's stupid, but like, those are the memories that like, I'll, I'll never forget. I love that stuff. And the, that was just the first of that era. It was such a soft spot. I think uh, for our last section here of the, this is the first episode of the year, uh, we're going to close it off with uh, something that we kind of talked about uh, earlier before the, this uh, be, be, when we were planning out the stream and everything. We talked about, you know what, what if we uh, all listed out our own gaming pet peeves, gaming pet peeves, and then let's see if we can maybe put together uh the are the official arcade parlor top five gaming pet peeves that are out there i got uh, my list lined up video games have been list. around forever for like since the 70s and they are still mm -hmm. making these mistakes and a lot of these mistakes sometimes they appear in mario maker 2 so i'm extra little bitter you know little <laughs> creators put this in but it still it blows my mind when they do this and like who is this for or at least toggle the option to not have this happen and one of them is i don't think it's their fault but you know I, this is one of my favorite topics because they still put this crop i'm gonna say crop a lot in this in video games and it, no one likes it not a single person does and they still do it so i'm fired up about this list i'm excited Let's about it. it why don't you start you you were the one who suggested that this would be a, a good segment why, why don't you start why don't you start right. us off here i'm gonna start I, with I, my... I have a i have a spreadsheet here so i can at least type these things <laughs> out real quick and we can try to order a top five off of it all right my outside looking in x-men on nintendo that entire game is a pet peeve never play a terrible garbage game oh, sorry <laughs> on nintendo <laughs> my number five pet peeve and it's number five because i'll get over it it's actually in one of my favorite games i just wrote down navi slash radio buddy for like a long spirit like span of time every game had someone that was following you around either telling you exactly what to do and that's fine or the radio buddy calling you like hey there's bad guys coming up you're gonna want to do this this and this like they can magically see you that is like a tutorial and make it so I have to call you if I want this information. Make it like, don't have it ring a bell. Don't do this thing on screen where there's a, my phone is ringing or there's this giant thing flashing where I have to do it just to get rid of it. Right. I, I do not want like Navi's fine. If Navi is quiet and I hit up C only when I want to talk to Navi, but when it's forced down my throat or the radio buddies constantly telling me exactly what to do, like I'm, I'm exploring here. I want to have fun. And then when I'm not having fun, then let me contact you. So the radio mm -hmm. buddies, my number, my number five, it just. There's games, Mega Man X seven. Where it goes, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Mega Man, hey, Mega Man, Mega Man, zero, zero. And you're like, what? This bad guy used to work for the armed forces and you're like, I don't care, man. I don't care. I'm playing Mega Man. You yelled at me for five minutes and I finally gave in. And that's the nugget of honesty you give me is a little bit of lore drop that, oh, maybe it's just like I just played Mega Man X7 that this bugs me. But I just don't make me talk to you when I'm playing this game. Yeah. Only <laughs> so. just let me play a game. Just let right, me play that's number game. five. What, 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 what else do you have? Uh, number four is unreasonably long life bars for enemies. 
So like beat em ups, if you have to punch a guy for like 20 minutes just to kill him or specifically boss battles, when the boss battle, you've already seen everything the boss does. And now you're going to make me play this boss battle for 10 minutes straight just because the light bar is unreasonably long. There's only a few games like Goemon did this a few times where I saw all of the um, I saw all of the patterns. It doesn't get harder. It doesn't change anything. It's just, well, keeps going, and just going. keeps going. And, and like games that do it right, like uh, I would assume uh, Dark Souls, because the boss evolves like you get a quarter health down, mm-hmm. then it's going to do something different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like RPGs will do this too. like just keep doing what you're doing, but you have to do it for 20 minutes. Have fun. Thanks. Yeah. That one's number four for me. And your number three. Number three is this one's personal. Is 20 minutes of easy gameplay followed by one hard trick. And if you mess up that hard trick, you have to go back and do that 20 minutes of easy nonsense. I hate. Okay. I hate when levels are designed that way. Where you go through, this is simple, and it takes me two minutes to get through. This is not challenging whatsoever. And then now here's this pixel perfect trick that if you fail, you got to go back and do that walk of shame. Nintendo 64 was notorious for this. The walk of shame, where you go through and do all this easy stuff to get to the hard part. You're stuck. Die right away because you don't know what you're doing. And now you have to go through and do that all that easy stuff over again. There is nothing more infuriating. It is artificial difficulty, where if that trick was at the beginning... No problem. Hate that. Hate that. <laughs> it's the worst level design of all time. And it is never fun to do to go through easy sections just to tie and fail. And then I think this is universal escort missions. Get it out of here. At no point has escorting someone been fun in a video game. No one has ever done it right. Except for Sonic 2 with Tails. Okay, yeah. Because you can ignore it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the only one that's ever been done right. Any other time I have to be responsible for more than myself. Disaster. I'm not having fun. I lose because that redheaded girl in Goldeneye keeps getting shot from all angles. I'm trying to stay Na- alive myself. Na- is it, is it Natalia? Natalia or <laughs> whatever. And then Sheva from Resident Evil 5. You're minding your own business. It's just Sheva. She's dead. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Start over. Do the whole section over again. Do the easy stuff and then die wow. because Sheva dies randomly. It's at no point. Mr. Bombs, you know, for those who know my stream, like, yeah. Can you guys name a single escort mission that has been a good time in a video oh, game? You were so frustrated that level. My God. It's just it's never fun. It's never fun to be responsible for another party in a video game that is not self-sustaining. Sure. They sustain Ashley, Resident Evil 4. Oh my goodness. Please, Ashley. Please. They they made her better in the remake. That's all I'll say. They the, the escort aspect of her was tremendously <laughs> improved. Yes or no question. Is it more fun when she's not around? Yes. So why have her <laughs> in the first is. place? Put it her in there. Is. Why? I don't know. Just, I hate escort missions in any video game ever, and they still insist on putting them in. They still protect this car while it slowly drives down the street. No, I'm trying to keep me alive. And then the number one biggest pet peeve that will you will turn off the game and never play it again is if you lose a save. Oh, man, that's it. If you lose a save, like you, you've saved your game, you go back, 
it the file gets corrupted you're never playing that it's game again it's it everybody's everybody's gone through it yeah everybody's gone through absolutely it. so those are my yeah. my five i think the big one there is just escort missions and losing a save <laughs> they kill me right. man ashley let's hear what you have all right i got five for you i'll start with the bottom number five which is uh pretty much the same as what pop said i have it's kind of like two and one two long tutorials but but that that literally give you step-by-step instructions on how to beat the game or constant tutorials where every five seconds you stop and it's like hey did you know that on this next part you're gonna see this thing and you have to press this button and then you have to press this button and that's exactly how you beat it and like it's always the games that are like the parts that aren't even that hard like where they stop you and like as we go along in like gaming history the the like the 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 more we progress to like the the year 2024 the the more they do it and the more they walk you through and the more they tell you what to do you know there was no pop-up in uh, mario 3 that told you how to fly you figured it out you know and so like these like storybooks of like here is how you beat the game especially when it pops up over and over and like you're in the middle of something and then like your immersion just completely goes away because like it's like like with without even a choice it's just like stop here is everything that you have to do right now and here is where you're going to go and what you're going to do and who this person is and it's just like let me figure it out for myself the worst part is too after they do that the one time you do need their help they're like figure it out yes you jerk <laughs> I, how do i get that prompt to come back up <laughs> I, know. I turned off my brain this entire game and now that i see these three random switches i have no idea what to do with they're like right. tough puzzle isn't it it's like thanks natty <laughs> you serious right now clark that's like they do it all the time oh all right long tutorials what's next number four number four is the one so uh when when we had said we were going to do our pet peeves before the podcast had started i said i had one and i said i bet you poncho taco has this one on his list too uh my number four is long text dialogue that when you skip to the end it defaults to the button being repeating the dialogue and you know what i'm talking about ocarina of time the freaking yep. owl the it owl, rotates yep and you go you just get to the ending and you think you're pressing the cancel button and it's like did you want to hear that again and it defaults to yes it defaults to yes it's the original <laughs> troll because sometimes it's like did you get all that and you say yes and the next time it's like do you want to hear it again you're like, you're like yeah yes. i got all that it's like <laughs> uh, we got you <laughs> i will say we talked about quality of life improvements ship of harkinian lets you flip a switch Skip that defaults owl. it to no on your yes, playthrough it like, does they actually went through that's how annoyed everybody is De- developed who reverse engineered it give you a switch to default it to no that's so good. That's a great one. I gotta, re- I gotta change my list. That shit is a trickery. <laughs> That's, they're worse than Mario Maker troll creators. That yeah. one right there. There's some jury. I wonder, like, is that the same in the Japanese version? I wonder. Or is there just some localizers like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what that's Number my three. That's my four. Number three. Too few characters. To name your character in a game. Too few characters given like in your, you know, there, I was watching someone play Chrono Trigger the other day and they were able to name a character and it had five. It had like you have five letters. 
means you with five. I mean, there's lots of funny words you could put with five letters, but if you're trying to put your name, that's all we get. It's five letters. Come on now. There's Zelda games where they only give you a few characters. Like, come on, man. That's a good one. Mike is safe. <laughs> I'm cool. That is good. I know you guys David are just sneaks David, in. Mike, both safe. Ashley, there's some games where I can't even get the second E in there. it's funny you say that because my name on i think the uh the switch is cheese pop because they're just not enough it is the lore it drops it's like all right look we have the technology at this point in time nintendo (laughs) we have the technology um so my one and two kind of go together so let me i'm gonna say one of them and i'll say the i'll say them together uh my number two is Cutscenes that are too long. And I'm going to go with a specific example here. Kingdom Hearts 3. I could not get through Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, the cutscenes killed me. They, it was like it was like watching a movie. They were, some of them were minutes long and they were boring. And I just and I and I just didn't care, which goes along with my number one. My number one pet peeve in gaming is. When you have a game that has cutscenes that you have already watched, if you die or whatever, and you can't skip them. Masterful list. Thank you. That's the worst. Thank you. That is my number one by far when you have a cutscene that either doesn't matter or that you've already seen and you cannot skip it. Unless it's a Zelda game. You need to watch those again. That's fine. (laughs) Every other game, not allowed to do it. Zelda, you're... We got you, Link. All right, we have your top five, Ashley. Uh, I have four to give for this. Uh, I think it's four, yes. Uh, Underachiever. The four, the four that I have. <laughs> let's keep it with the cutscenes thing. Uh, you, you, when, you, when you boot up a game and it has a cutscene in it, you never know if you're safe to hit start or not and pause it. Let us pause oh, during a cutscene, please. I love that. And not accidentally skip over literally everything and then be like what's going on in the story i skipped like like i i I skipped all this lore like why is this guy attacking me now we've all been there where we accidentally hit a button and skipped a cutscene. you home key now i home key if i'm not sure i just hit Uh, like home and i I think i still hit start i think i still just risk it yeah yeah doesn't have Uh, time let us pause a cutscene. love it uh Game's been doing it for many generations now. Some games are not doing it still. Let us pause during a cutscene. That's a good one. Uh, another thing, this is something I just realized a couple weeks ago because I played a game that had this that I hated immediately. Uh, during a sequence of dialogue, not letting us move the camera at all. Like if you're if you're sitting there, you're looking at somebody, usually you can like, I don't know, I like to just sit there and spin the camera in like 100 different directions while I'm reading the dialogue or something like that. Or even in like a Mass Effect, for example, you can look at the character, but you can kind of move the camera a little bit, even though they kind of stay centered and focused. I played one game where you could not move the camera at all during a dialogue scene, and I didn't realize how annoying that was, how much that drove me nuts in modern <laughs> gaming, not being able to do that. Uh and I and I like I, I was like, I, I don't want to play this game anymore. There there's cutscenes like this throughout it. And I literally can't even like nudge the camera or anything. I don't know. It was something that really bugged me playing this game. Uh, so that's number two. Uh, number three kind of go hand in hand. 
forced walking sequences? Why are we being forced to walk extremely slow while Marcus Phoenix is talking on his uh, on his little earpiece to Anya and he's walking like at snail's pace? There's like wars going on and he's like, OK, <laughs> let me just walk real slow here down this hill here. And you, and you can't go any faster. Forced walking sequences are the worst. Let I, us walk at a good pace, please. That never bugged me before, but now it's going to bug me to no end. Now that I'm thinking about it, why am I moving slow here? Just let me go. Yeah. Forced walking sequences. What about combining uh, that with an escort where you can't, if you run too fast, you have to loop around and you just start circling around one. the idiot. That, that was my next one is your walking speed does not match an NPC that you're supposed to be walking with. <laughs> Now, some games have fixed this. I think uh, uh, the, I think Rockstar is, has has corrected this. Uh, it, they're like, just hold down A to match speed, which is great, like in Red Dead 2. Uh, I think The Witcher 3 corrected that, too, where you could just, as long as you're within the vicinity holding down A, uh, you would match their speed. Whether they were running, whether they were walking, you would just match their speed. Uh, so they fixed that. So that's the other thing that goes with the forced walking sequences. Uh, just movement in general is speeds not matching like i don't want to like be managing my speed while i'm also like paying attention to what people are saying so those are those are my uh top four uh things that i have uh in particular there okay that's a good list i think we all like you guys brought up stuff i wouldn't have thought of they're like yeah that's mm -hmm. why are they still doing this nobody likes this i almost wanted to include water levels but once in a blue moon <laughs> there's a once, good one they're like swimming as a uh, as a Zora in Majora's Mask. Kind of fun. You know, it's good. You can jump, you can swim good. But 99% of the time, swimming in any video game is terrible while playing in space is somehow fun, which I don't even want to get into the logic of that. <laughs> it makes no sense because it's the same exact thing. But the black background with little dots makes it more fun for some reason. Donkey Kong. I enjoyed Decent the water, water levels. levels. I enjoyed them the in Tunes Donkey Kong help one, a lot. Country one. There's, sometimes like they it. have it. it. They do have good tunes, but yeah, I, I don't like it. Keep the I don't think I've away. ever played a good Mario water level where I've been like, I like SMW. No. I like SMW Just, water levels. No, 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 okay. not for me. No, I'll stay on this island alone. <laughs> yeah, it's, but I know like some people like them. Uh, another weird pet peeve for me is online video games booting people out when you're it's a friend's room like i get it if i'm playing with random strangers but if me and my buddies are playing mario golf i have exactly one minute to use the restroom and i am <laughs> running in there and i come out and like 50 percent of the time i've been booted can't join back in yeah because like oh this mean. guy this guy's idle it's because i'm peeing man Miyamoto, <laughs> calm down like this is a friend's room these are not strangers miyamoto that's that makes sense Go Go, going back to the water thing, it, it's different like when it's a level in a game. If the game is based around a water thing, that's different. I'm okay yeah. with that. Like right now, I'm playing Dave the Diver. I'm having a that, that I'm having a great time. It's when the game's main focus is not water traversal, water hazards, water everything. Uh, that's when I have. That's when I'm like, I just I, nobody wants to play this level. Can I just zoom to the end? I just want to beat this. Uh, but if the game is intended to be where the water is an element to the game, then, then I'm fine with it. Cause usually they've honed in the controls. They've honed in uh, the hazards, everything mm -hmm. that I like uh, or everything that builds a good game. They've honed it all around centered around being in the water. So that's, that's a little different. 
uh, a different aspect, at least uh, right there. It, they, I've seen water done right. I have never seen other than Sonic 2 and Tails escort missions done right. I agree. It just <laughs> at no point in any video game has that been more fun than what happened before and what happened after. At right. no point. That's I think um, that's my new number one. I it just it's miserable every single I time. I think I think the only thing other thing I'll comment on is long cutscenes. Uh it depends on the game, of course. Uh if they're they're if they're long and boring, which we've all sat through, it's like, yeah, get them over with. But there are games. Uh I can think of one in particular that has a world record in longest uh cutscene at like an hour and fifteen minutes. Is it Metal uh, Gear? The game's really good. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. 4. Uh, it's like a 70, 75 minute cutscene or something like that. But I, I that game like but the cutscenes are wild and whack. They're crazy. And you don't even know what you're watching half the time. But it's just it's just spectacular to watch them. And, and those ones, I though it, ha- it depends on the game. I've, I've been through many games. You t- it's like Kingdom Hearts three, I think you said. Yeah, Um, I've never played a Kingdom Hearts. I don't have an oh. interest in a Kingdom Hearts ever. From what I've seen of those games, yeah, <laughs> no, no, not for me. You, uh, but yeah, I could. you take three steps and it's a three-minute cutscene. You take five more and then it's a two-minute cutscene. And you take one swing of the sword, it's a ten-minute cutscene. I I couldn't do it. I tried. Metal Gear Solid <laughs> is like the upset of the century for me because I got it on GameCube, the Twin Snakes, yep. and like I am a huge gameplay guy. Don't care about story for the most part. Give me the gameplay. And I remember the first ten minutes I'm playing this game, I'm like, well. This is hot garbage. It moves weird. <laughs> Shooting is boring. This is so dumb. About an hour into the game, I'm like, this is not getting better. About two hours into the game, I'm like, I love this game. This game makes no sense. <laughs> this is insanity. And it has nothing it's, to do with the gameplay. It's just, it's it's an interactive movie. And it is a ton of fun. And like, I guess that I didn't realize, it's easier to realize now, but a lot of the games uh, that dude did beforehand I think there's one on like sega cd snatcher it's almost like a text adventure and that's just it's a long cut scene of a game and he's like oh let's do that but with you know stealth and stuff and so right i get it and it's if you've never played metal gear and you're going in thinking you're getting some hot gameplay you're going in mistaken mm-hmm. it is very the, the gameplay is like 40 percent of what you're going in there for in reality yeah. It's all the story. It's it's the voice acting. It's the story. It's the nonsense. It's can love blossom on the battlefield. Like, dude, I just got shot at. (laughs) And you're asking me this question right now. (laughs) It's like, all right. Thanks, Otacon. So so Arcade Parlor's top five definitive uh, pet video game pet peeves. Uh, Of the ones you guys have given me, I'll throw one out there that I think deserves to be on this list. And that is. I think long tutorials needs to be on there. Long tutorials with unnecessary amount of information of how to play the game. Agree. Those yeah. those can both. I, I think I think you combine those both in your same statement. But I agree that both of those should be in there. Long tutorials. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this long tutorials as number in the top five, at least. OK, long like tutorials with way too much explanation of how many pushing a like when you legitimately tell me to push a to do this, like, come on. <laughs> I like that it's number five because it's not game breaking, but also right. like, come on now. We we have, to, we have the technology <laughs> not to be doing this. Yep. Uh, what else do you guys think? Do you anybody else want to throw out their one for top five? It, it, it has to be on this list, basically. Escort missions for me. That's the only hill I have to die on. Like, I, I think that has fun. a place on here. I agree. 
never fun. That's the hill. As long as it's on the list, I'm cool. I like yours most better than my uh, the rest of my list. I like your guys' as one. <laughs> uh, what else do you guys think that needs to be on this list? For, for, for me, it was my, my two that I, that I think are are really really deserve a spot would be uh, not being able to skip either unnecessary or already watched cutscenes. I love Jira's where you can't pause during a cutscene. That one was really mm-hmm. great. That one was really, really great. I think that one could, of those should go on there. Could, could we just consolidate and call it cutscene etiquette? Like, let's have a little cutscene etiquette. Nothing too long. Let me pause it. Let me skip it if I want to. This is my game. Just have a little etiquette when it comes to your cutscenes. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think I think we can encase both of those. Uh, nobody wants a cutscene that I gotta watch two hundred times over, uh, and nobody wants to skip information by mistake. Mm-hmm. My, what is a man? My so. other one was uh, defaulting to repeated dialogue. That was, that was fun. <laughs> it's such a jerk move. It is. It is a jerk move. What was Poncho's again? Uh, I had forced walking. <laughs> uh, walking not matching the NPC. You can't move a camera at all during dialogue. And of course, the no pausing cutscenes. No pausing. I like the you can't skip uh, or the, the trickery. To go back to the cutscene, you yeah. know, to go back and re-listen to everything is beautiful. I think we have a we have a good list. I th- like there's something we're missing on there. And like losing a save, I don't think is like that's almost so, a different list. That's almost just it's not anyone's fault. That just stinks. It happens. Yeah. That's just technology error. Man, it's tough. Right. I mean, I would be cool with uh, the a, a Navi slash radio buddy who keeps interrupting you. Yes. Uh, it, I, I don't think it, it does. It's not it's not necessarily a tutorial. It's somebody who thinks that, that they need to tell you something uh, or they're going to hold your hand way too much. Uh, like, like I've heard that's one of the big complaints about like the new God of War, for example, uh, is that Atreus, your son, tells you within like five minutes of looking at it, or within like 30 seconds looking at a puzzle he's like why don't you go look over here you know the annoying How? buddy that keeps interrupting you your flow in the game yeah like forced hints or like forced hint alerts just gameplay interruptions when they're just there's no need for this why are you gameplay interrupting right interruptions by npcs yeah NPC. by yes. npcs by, by a buddy npc i love How's it that? perfect that's good no one that's a good four right. So here's here's uh so this is this is actually all five here. This is all oh, five. Oh good, here. okay. Let me let me let me, let me list this out. I think we're all happy with this. Uh, uh for our listeners as well, I'll list this out. Uh in no particular order, these are the top five uh long tutorials that tell us way too much information mm-hmm. on how to play a game. Escort missions, <laughs> cutscene etiquette, and we know cutscene etiquette means uh not being able to pause during a cutscene, uh, as well as uh not being able to skip if you already saw. Not, not being able to skip. Yes, if you've already seen it. Correct. Uh, defaulting to a repeated dialogue option. And then your gameplay gets interrupted by a buddy NPC repeatedly. Love it. To tell you something that you don't really care about. <laughs> I would like to submit we shift out the 
the trickery going back and hearing the whole dialogue for not having enough spaces in the name. <laughs> because that actually bothers me more, I think. Is that Ashley was on to something. Like, give me more space. We have, that is the simplest most. We have the technology. You know, my when I was re-reviewing these, my eyes skipped over that one for some reason. I, I That is actually a pretty good one. I like that because, like, sometimes it's, you get three. Name your hero. Well, he's going to have to be Ted. <laughs> Ted the hero because I have exactly three spaces and I'm a little girl and I'm devastated. Are there any oh, little girl my. names that have three letters? Ash, I don't know. Jen. Ash. Jen. Meg. Yeah, Jen. Jen and Meg are living the dream, but the rest <laughs> of the little girls out there have to be Ted. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. <laughs> Either like name your hero's initials or don't even give me the option if you're going to give me that little right. spaces to do it. I like that one. That yeah. one, I like that As one. That's a solid swap. I'm okay with that. We're, we're swapping that one with which one again? The default the... to repeated dialogue. Okay. That one does stink. It's almost funny, though. I have yelled at my TV. I know. <laughs> what? No! Would you like to hear Got that it. again? All right. There are our top five. Uh, we'll post this in the Discord uh, if people want to refer to this. What well, we would consider the top five uh, worst gaming pet peeves uh with that we're going to start winding down the episode here we've been on here for a while uh let's go ahead and uh let's do uh self promos here let's go ahead and do a self promo if you uh for anybody who's coming here maybe for the first time we always like to take a little time here to talk about ourselves what we're doing on the internet uh if there's some place that you can uh um promo ourselves it's a good place like this you can see what we're doing coming up here as well uh, also, for our listeners, uh, we do offer email and voicemail and text message. Also, if you guys have a question or a topic you want us to discuss, uh, there's a number of ways to contact us. Our email address is email at arcadeparlorcast.com. Uh, our phone number is 402-915-1082. You can call that. It'll go directly to voicemail. We'll play your voicemail on the uh, on the podcast here and we'll uh, we'll uh, resp- respond to it. You can also text that number if you want, and we can uh, get that on here as well. With that said, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do the promos here. Uh, Ashley, what do you uh, have going on? Tell us about yourself. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Ashley with two E's underscore FL. I'm streaming Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday nights and Sunday afternoons now. Uh, I'm also putting out daily content now on my YouTube of the same name. And if you want to find me on TikTok, it is Ashley with two E's underscore Florida, all spelled out. Pops, what about you? Cheese pops, a lot of extra peas in there. You'll know it when you find it. Um, go to the YouTube. Yeah, like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Tell me I'm bad. You know, how, the YouTube's dying, man. I need your help. Help me. <laughs> Is that good? Did, did I promo that well? Your Probably should have said it's dying. You know, it's super website. successful. Oh, the website. Yeah, cheesepops.com. Make sure you do the right amount of peas or you're going to go somewhere you don't want to go. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> I'm doing a terrible job of promoing this. Get out of here. Poncho, you're up. Get me off. Get me off. <laughs> uh, Poncho Taco. Uh, you can find me twitch.tv slash Poncho Taco. Or you can just go to my... Uh, I, 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 ponchotaco.com has everything on there, too. Uh, I don't know. I have a link tree up there. That's everything. Uh, go check it out there. Uh, anything coming up here? Uh, actually, yeah, uh, this coming a, a week from today of recording a week from today of recording. Uh, Ashley will be here in Michigan. 
for an IRL stream. Yes. We have a lot of things planned. That's going to be awesome. The date on that, uh, for those listening who are not able to get here on the recording, is January 20th. We're going to be starting at 5 p.m. Eastern, going until 1 a.m. Eastern on the 21st. So it's going to be a long stream. We're going to have a lot of fun that evening. We have a lot of things planned. So mark your calendars. Uh, It's going to be an absolute blast uh, during that time. Ashley, you ready? We we got snow. We got snow. Uh, You and I have been planning this for months now. Months and months. We have so much stuff to do. I cannot believe the things I have agreed to do uh, on the stream. Uh, You do not want to miss it. I'm excited. Not so much for the snow uh, and the cold weather that I will be flying into uh, next weekend. But it'll be my first time ever meeting anybody from Twitch IRL. Ponch has been my friend for over three years. So I'm very excited uh, to do this IRL stream. It's going to be awesome. Tune in if you're not there. And also, uh, everyone here, if you're listening to this live or if you're watching or if you're listening to it on uh, your podcast apps, make sure you follow each one of us. Uh, we're on all multiple times during the week. A lot of good, uh, fun times to be had there. Would love to see uh, any of you come by in any capacity that you're able to. With that said, this has been episode 17. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. See, See you guys later. Bye. No escort missions. <laughs> 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 <laughs>